You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hey, everybody. It is Wednesday evening. Time for American Winer. How's everybody doing? Good to, good to see you. If I could see you. I have no idea what I'm going to open the fucking show with today. I do know I'm going to turn the music down like that and then bring up my guest who's on Skype. My guest tonight is uh, an old friend of mine, a very good friend of mine. Um, his name is Steve McMahon. Steve, how you doing? Good, man. I just want to make sure you're aware. Don't really consider us friends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a perfect way to open the show right there. You just did, you just did my job for me. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so Steve and I are not friends, um, but uh, we have uh, we were acquainted for a number of years. Uh, uh, we were in a couple bands together, um, and then Steve uh, moved out to Virginia about four or five years ago, um, and... Uh, and I haven't really seen him since. I've seen him once in the past five years. So yeah, I guess we we really aren't friends anymore, are we? If we ever were, right? I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> when you asked me to do the show, you're like, "Hey, I have friends on." I was like, All right. <laughs> "I guess." I don't really qualify I'm for kidding. that. <laughs> no, I, I haven't seen you uh, except for once, like a year ago. Yeah, it was last June. While I was in Michigan. Yeah, it was last okay. June. Um, and we, and all we did was we were, you, you, uh, you, you came over and we ended up driving around trying to find a mire for like three hours. And then I, then I bought you food, I think. Because you I did. Think you did. Dude. I went, I get really excited when I go to grocery stores and I, I buy a lot of food and then I never take it with me. I don't know. Yeah. So, that's exactly what happened. We went, welcome. we, we finally found, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. We found the mire. And, uh, and you bought me like a boatload of food and, and I was assuming it was going to be for you, but then you, you, we went back to my house and hung out for a that's while cool. and, uh, and then you left and you're like, yeah, you can just keep all that. And dude, that stuff lasted me for like a couple months. So that's right. I, I don't, I didn't have a refrigerator in Michigan. So what was I going to do with it? Right. You know? So I really didn't think it through when I bought it all. So, I mean, you owe me next time I'm there. Well, yeah, next time I'm down in Virginia, if I'm ever in Virginia, I'll, uh, we'll, we can we can drive around for a couple hours and try to find your equivalent of a Meyer, and then I'll buy you, you a can, bunch of snacks. You can go grocery shopping for me. Yeah, that'll be like yeah. our, our our outing or whatever, you know, our I tradition. I don't recall, I don't, just, just so you're right, I don't recall what I, what I bought, but I'm sure absolutely none of it was healthy or good in any sense of the word no it wasn't it was it was all cookies and snack foods and stuff like that it was delicious though like i said the i bet it was those cookies lasted me i think they might still i might still like have them in a cupboard somewhere i mean i may have not finished them um but yeah man why don't you tell everybody tell everybody about yourself man like uh because you've you've had a pretty Mm -hmm. interesting life like uh your your parents are irish and uh you've kind of lived all over the place and uh so yeah take it away yeah, so uh, my parents are Irish. I lived in Ireland for a while. I lived in Ireland for three years or so, but I've lived in something like 10 states. I was born in Alaska uh, in Anchorage in 84, so I'm 33. I moved to Texas, uh, Hawaii, uh, let me see, uh, Ireland, Michigan, Maryland. Uh, now I'm in Virginia Beach, Washington State. Uh, I think there's other, oh, no, that's it. I think that's it. I don't know. But I was in Michigan for most of my life from. I want to say uh, 15 or 16 until I was 27. So I'm 33 now. So That's I've been right. For about five years. 
And uh, at some point in that uh, in that time in Michigan, uh, me and you met through a, a mutual bandmate that uh, I was uh, I was jamming with. This is the very first band I was ever in. I think it was the first band that you were ever in too, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, this yeah. would have been in 2008, which is 10 years ago this summer. Um, I can't believe that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, you played bass and I played guitar and sang. And there were there were three other guys. The drummer is the one that uh, introduced us. And uh, one of your other friends and uh, was a, a guitarist. And you'd brought him along. Um, and I remember, yeah, you just you and you and the other guy's name is Ryan. You guys came over. Uh, and the, other, the drummer's name was Bob. And uh, you guys uh, came over. And and Bob and I had been writing songs for a couple of months together. And we were looking for, to start something up. And uh, I don't even remember how Bob met you guys. Do you remember how that happened? Bob knew Ryan from something, and I I have no idea what it was. And Ryan had told me he said, "Hey, I have uh, two other people that play instruments. Why don't you come along?" And you play drums. And that's what he told me. He goes, you can play drums. So then I got there, and I think Bob was like, hey, you own a bass. And then uh, I, I got to play bass, um, which I had never, honest, honest to God, never really played at all. I think I owned a bass. And then I went out, and I think uh, uh, before for shows and all that, I think I ended up buying an amp. <laughs> that's right yeah that was kind of like yeah. a, that was a real learning experience for all us because i mean we were relatively older as far as like mm-hmm. most kids start that stuff when they're 16 or whatever. i was 22 and you were 24 um yeah so that was kind of unconventional there but i remember you saying like yeah i've never really played and you had the bass down but i remember that whole summer the summer of 2008 we had a the very first show we ever played was at the borders in canton which is now i believe an abc warehouse and it was for the uh fourth twilight book uh breaking mm-hmm. dawn the the release show of that near you know, the release date and uh we were the band the entertainment for the release of breaking dawn and so we right. learned a shit ton of covers and um put a get put together a set and uh and did that show and then toy monsters was together for about a yeah i want to say about a year um mm-hmm. and then uh and then that kind of fell apart as bands tend to do I was surprised, especially <laughs> real quick too. Especially after the Borders uh, Twilight gig, because you were a huge Twilight fan. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and, I was. Uh, you were like, "We need to do a Twilight gig," and we were all like, "All right, well, I guess we can." And then, then it all fell apart. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was doomed from the start. Cause that's what happens when you uh, when you anchor everything with Twilight. And and by the yeah. way, I was kidding. I'm not a Twilight fan. I've never even I've yeah. never I read one page of Twilight once and was like, "This is." Uh, <laughs> I don't think this is written for me. I'm not the target demographic here. Um, Your reputation is ruined. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, no. I didn't have a reputation, dude. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah. So we, you know, that was kind of our first experience. I remember we we did the whole rigmarole. That was when we learned how to write songs and and you know just dealing with the politics of being in a group of people trying to do something artistic. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but I remember it cause you were playing bass and then it was also around that time you started playing drums and I was like, mm-hmm. you've never really played drums, but you seem to like really be picking this up quite well, especially like, at, yeah. especially cause you started so late. Um, mm-hmm. and so like you had been playing drums and, uh, and so we started me, you and Ryan ended up going off and doing our own thing after Funny Monsters dissolved. And uh, and that was called the Attractive Devils Rock Music Club, um, and uh, 
Yeah. So that was, and I remember we practiced in your boss's car garage. You had all these rare cars in this, uh, cause that's another thing we should talk about. You're an architect and you've been an architect. Uh-huh. I remember when I met you, you were going to Lawrence tech for it. So why don't you talk about being an yep. architect for a while? We'll get more yeah, familiar with you I, before we go on. I, uh, I, uh, went to Lawrence tech, uh, for my bachelor's in architecture. I graduated in, uh, 2007, which would have been, I guess the next year is when you and I met. And then I ended up going back for my master's uh, in 2010, I want to say, somewhere around there. Uh, so I have, a, I have a master's. I'm not licensed. Uh, and I worked for an architect down in Flat Rock. And then uh, my parents, when we, when we started the Attractive Devils, we used to, I think, right, we used to practice in my basement. or That's right, yeah. Say, wasn't it? And my parents hated it, but yeah, like, yeah, I remember to, to, to no end, right? <laughs> so we used to practice Sunday mornings because my, my parents were never there. And then my mom used to show up and she flashed the light. Yep. So we had to get out. Yep. Yep. Um, I remember that. So, so I made a deal with my boss, uh, when I was working there, I said, Hey, we'll pay you X amount or whatever. Uh, we'll practice here that <laughs> the practice space, the thing I always remember is, so I was playing drums. And I was never cold because I was moving constantly. Mm-hmm. But I remember you guys being like, it is freezing in there. And we couldn't do anything. Like Ryan's, Ryan's hands were always uh, uh, completely beat up. And uh, I, that's the one thing I remember is us trying to get the heat to come on. And it never would come on. Yeah, well, I remember so that. Then, that would have been the winter of 09 and 10, winter yeah. of 2010, really. And it was... Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember there was this heater up in the corner, and Ryan and I would, and the bassist would always be looking at it, just like waiting for it to come on. Kick on, yeah, yeah, and then it would be okay. We'd be, we'd be functional, and then it would turn off, and then the place would get really cold again. But it was cool. It was like we were paying our dues, you know. Now this is the story that we'll tell on the radio ten years later, (laughs) and here we are. We practiced there uh, with another guy that I, I don't know. I, I we think we just found him on the side of the road. I really, <laughs> I always hope he's listening and always uh, uh, ask to uh, 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 reconvene with us because I, I haven't talked to that guy in ten years. His name was Brandon. Yeah, and uh, Brandon just like showed up one day. I don't know where we found. Brandon. Well, we had been looking for a basis. It took us like we, we were together a good four or five months as a group, and we had a ton of songs, and we were like, we need to find a fucking basis so we can start playing shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember where we found him either. I have no idea. I don't know if we put out an I, ad or what. Oh, I, I honestly think he was just on the side of the road, and we're like, that guy, <laughs> that guy can play bass. Yeah. <laughs> he, it was it was so weird too because I think the three of us, you, me, and Ryan, look like, hey, yeah, we we probably hang out together or whatnot. And this guy looked nothing like us at all. Didn't like any of the same music. All I the only thing I ever remembered for, from him was we'd always try to practice, and like halfway through our practices the bass would completely drop out. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the hell's going on? And you look over at him, and he's like, I'm adjusting my amp. I need some more, I need some more volume. We're like, you don't need any more volume. You're, you good. And, uh, and I, that's, that's the one thing I remember from that guy. And then one day, he was gone. I think we said we were dissolving the band, and I don't know if we really dissolved the band. We're like, we're going to... And I apologize. You still live in Michigan, so if you find you and... And, and and tries to catch you up. I apologize for everything I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think that's uh, going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we were like, yeah, the band's dissolving, and then I think we still went on for a few more months. Well, no, actually, it was right after that that because that was in March, yeah. and it was like right okay. after that. Just we didn't. I don't think it, there was ever an official decision made. It just kind of, it just kind of died. Like well, I said, like bands just tend to. You can only go on and put so much effort into something, and then get zero. Mm-hmm 
response before you you're sure. like you know i need to we need to adjust our investment strategy mm-hmm. here um i was i was like that band i always thought we were doing we were doing really well and i i still talk to ryan every now and then um uh but ryan doesn't play anymore uh for the most part we tried soundproofing his basement and his uh, neighbors yelled at him so we, we stopped playing there wow. and then uh and then ryan had a bunch of kids so uh ryan's doing that i don't think he plays too much anymore i see him every now and then but uh, anytime I'm back in Michigan, I always see him. So we still we still talk, but he, but he doesn't play uh, anymore. I don't really play anymore as much as I do. Anyways, I have all my stuff sitting right in back of me um, as a museum to some kind of uh, musical career that I once had. I guess that's right. Because I remember you saying you you don't really play that much anymore. Um, but uh, what so. I, one thing about Attractive Devils that I remember is, and I really liked that band too. That was just. Um, it, for some reason, our songwriting process was was um, very fluid. Like we got a lot yeah, done in a totally. very short period of time as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I still like we. There's a bunch of just terrible live recordings of us that I'll still listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just just because the structure of the songs, like our performance uh, skills, were kind of lacking. Um, but the mm-hmm. the ways that the songs were written, I was actually I'm like, this is actually not bad. This is this this. Sure. Is, and I mean, of course, I'm sitting. It's total mass. Ma- uh, masturbation as I sit here in the studio by myself talking to the only other guy who knows that the band existed. Uh, you know, what's funny though, is I think that, uh, I think when we were doing it, right, we'd have like moments where we were like, Oh, this is pretty good. But I think for me anyways, like 90% of the other time I was like, mm, ah. but then when I listened to it, I, I'm like, yeah, actually this wasn't bad. So all you got to really do is just step away from it for like eight years. Yeah. And yeah. then come back to it and you're like, man, this, this is it. This is an, and and since you mentioned that we really didn't break up, really the band's still going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it never technically I, ended. There was never a, a, a any real closure there. So we'll just right. leave it open ended. Well, who knows? Um, but that's the thing is, and I think what you're talking about is when I listen to those old recordings. I think what it is is for me and you at least because we were in it. Mm-hmm. We're kind of like I still hear the potential in that mm-hmm. is what it is. Like I can hear it's instead of listening to what they are, I'm listening to what they could be. And I think right. a lot of musicians have that. They have to have that ability because otherwise if if you take it for just at face value, then you're gonna be like, wow, this is nobody is ever gonna pay to listen to this. So you totally. know, you'd never do anything. Totally. Um but yeah, so after uh the, the Attractive Devils, there was kind of nothing for um well between me and you there was really nothing for about a year because I joined another mm-hmm. band um, I didn't do anything for, I mean, it was a couple months and then, and then, uh, I joined another band called the whiskey pilots and I was with them. And then, uh, it was about, like I said, a year later, um, I had written all these songs and I ended up getting together another band and you were the drummer for it. That band was called the primitive shine. And, uh, it was you, um, the bassist from the whiskey pilots, his name was Mike. And then, uh, another friend of mine, uh, named Matt, who I haven't seen in years, um, so, uh, and that was the primitive shine, but I, I remember that, I think that was the one that you were with me. We were together with the longest. Cause that was a couple of years. Probably. Um, yeah. we did, well, we did a lot, right? Yeah. We, we did, did three EPs and a bunch of shows and, and, and what, what do you remember about that? What's your reminiscent? About uh, the primitive shine? I remember it all being pretty good. I was always really, uh, I was always really pumped because Mike was so good. Mm-hmm. Mike was absolutely outrageous i i, I think um, i told you the last because you sent me some uh, attractive devils recordings that you'd unearthed like two months ago or something uh-huh. that i hadn't heard in so long and i was like you know if only we'd found mike you know right. six months earlier than than we did uh 
then it would have, you know, we would have had that. Uh, it would have been way more solid than it was. But anyway, keep going. No, Mike was Mike was uh, ridiculously good, and Matt was that was really good too. Like Matt was a great guitar player, and uh, I thought on that band specifically, everything really synced. Like I think uh, versus Toy Monsters and the Attractive Devils, uh, that band specifically, I think the sound and what everyone was going for. It, you'd let me know if you think any different, but. But I, I always got the feeling that everyone was kind of in the same boat, like for for what we were doing, and and that that, that helped because you were kind of leading it, and everyone knew you were leading it. But I don't I don't recall anyone trying to completely go off and and do something totally different. Where in in the other bands we were with, especially Toy Monsters, by the way, which mm-hmm. was a, a hodgepodge of just everyone having completely different ideas. So the uh, the cohesiveness, I guess, of that band was non-existent. Right? Uh, the 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 music, the music that we made in the songs that were written by different people sounded like totally different songs. Songs that Adam, who was one of our other guitarists, wrote were totally different than songs that Ryan wrote. Exactly. And yeah. uh, uh, in the Primitive Shine, it was uh, when you listen to the EPs, anyways, they're incredible. I, I think, anyways, they're incredibly cohesive. Uh, and I don't recall anyone ever really, you know, vying to try to get something, uh, that was outside of, I think anyways, what, what your vision was for that band. So I think that for me, anyways, that was the most successful band, uh, that I, that I played in, uh, because of that reason. Right. And I agree with you. I remember the first time we all got together and I, I picked you all specifically, you know, because I was like, this is, you guys are all good at what you do. Um, you're all versatile and, uh, it, it's, just, and it just, you like you said, it just synced really well. Like I remember the, even the very first practice that we ever had, we played a couple of the songs and I was like, this actually sounds like if this had been toy monsters, it would have taken us a couple months to get to this, sure. to where we're at right now. Um, and none of us had heard what anyone else was writing. So I, I, the first time you and I, uh, you, me, Matt and Mike had played, I don't think I had ever met uh, Mike at all. I, I knew Matt a little bit, but I never even met Mike. And uh, everything everything worked out really well uh, from the first practice, which was really surprising. That's right, yeah. And that was in Mike's parents' basement, and um, and it was, uh, yeah. You're you're right. I don't think that I don't know if you two you might have met briefly at, at a whiskey pilot show, but it wasn't a mm-hmm. uh, you'd never played with him certainly, and I don't even think right. you played with Matt either. Um, no, I never played. I just knew Master You, obviously. So. Right, but yeah. So the Primitive Shine uh, that went on for. I mean, that was that was probably about a year and a half. I'm guessing, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little less. It's still going on, Alex. It is technically yeah, still yeah. going on. We did. I did do a, a full length last year. Yeah, a full CD. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and you know there are plans to do more, but uh, but I haven't played out in. I mean, in years and, uh, and I, I just don't, I mean, I work a night shift now and, you know, adulthood crashed in. So I don't really, that's just how it goes. I'm 31 now. So, yep. Yeah. Horrible. (laughs) You're you're old as shit. You can't, you can't go out rocking and rolling anymore, which is, which is funny. And and I, so I live in Virginia beach and uh, it was just totally different than Detroit, obviously. And the music scene here is kind of blah. So there's, there's not a whole bunch of, people playing out. I tried out for some bands, but they weren't anything I was really interested in. Oh, really? You, uh, you also, did, huh? I also, I'm just old as hell. Well, I didn't know that you had uh, attempted to, to get something going down there. You never mm-hmm. never talked about that. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. 
So I tried out for a band uh, and it didn't go very well. And then I gave up. Oh, that, <laughs> that was about four years ago. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm too. I think I, I remember leaving and I was like, yeah, I'm probably too old for this. I'm probably too old for this shit now. And that's, um, uh, and I, I, it, it's funny because I would really like to I really like playing drums and uh, I like playing in a band. It's really, as you can imagine, I'm sure, uh, playing by yourself kind of sucked. Uh, at least you can accompany, accompany, there you go, yourself when you play, right? I can't mm-hmm. do that. I just play drums to songs and stuff. That's, that's really about it. And plus, we don't have basements here. So my neighbors absolutely hate me. Absolutely <laughs> hate me, for sure. So they can't do anything. What can they do, right? So you still do play then, if, if it's enough for your I neighbors do. to hate you. Every, every now and then I'll play. Mm-hmm. I'll play for like seriously sporadic, like 10-minute intervals, and then I'll just go back to whatever I was doing, probably doing my taxes or something. Things old people do. So, just, so one of our, one of my neighbors, kids came over one day and they go, they go, Hey, uh, it's really loud in your house. I go, Oh, you were probably hearing me play drums. And they were like, that was you. And I go, yeah. They go, we thought that was the school. By the way, the school is like 15 blocks from here. Oh, wow. And, uh, I go, no, it, it, it was me. And they're like, Oh, and I think they wanted to say, hey, please stop. <laughs> Everyone in Virginia is super nice, man. They're not going to tell me to stop. They, they don't get this podcast in Virginia, so I'm not worried about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not worried about it. They, they barely get They, I mean, we barely get it here in Michigan. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so I, was, I was playing at like 7 o'clock one night, and uh, one of the people's parents came over, and they nonchalantly, they were like, oh, yeah, we heard you play. You sound good. Uh, kids were just getting ready for bed, and I was like, "Oh, um, it was like seven. And they go, "Yeah, they go to bed at like seven. I think that was just their way of saying, "Hey, maybe you should just shut the fuck up." Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, they're so, they're not too drum friendly down there. No, in Virginia they're not. Beach. I don't blame them either. Well, I remember like when you, like I was saying earlier, like you picked up the drums so quickly and it was really like the Attractive Devils, you know, you had never really, that was the first band that you ever drummed in. And um, within that started, me and you started playing our own songs in the summer of 09. And um, that was a band, we were playing shows like by that December and you had sounded like you were had been doing it for years. So you picked it up pretty cool. damn quick. I remember people coming up to me and being like, especially after I joined the Whiskey Pilots. Uh-huh. And I would tell them about you, and they'd listen to our old stuff. And like, yeah, that drummer is fucking badass. So, cool. uh, so you succeeded awesome. in that in that way. And then, and then, like, I mean, I I don't think that. Yeah, I would say that uh, in terms of like my own songwriting and stuff, you're. I mean, th- that's why I picked you for the Primitive Shine because you were the only the the best drummer that I I'd, I'd played with, and you cool. synced with my stuff the best. So, I uh, appreciate that. So there I was, you go. Uh, I was taking lessons at that time from uh, from this guy. He told me his drum set too, and then I thought he died. I don't know if I told you that. Yeah, yeah, the guy from Framing Hanley, right? Uh, I don't know if he was in. He was in a band called. Crap, uh, I don't remember. Anyways, I, I know who he plays with now. Um, he, have you ever heard of the band Slaw? No. S L A W. So they're a really big uh, kind of metal band. Uh, they have a pretty. They have a really big following. They tour uh, across the U.S. And he's their drummer. Uh, he was on tour with uh, a band before that. They were like a progressive metal band. They sounded a lot like Tool. Uh, I don't, for the life of me, I don't remember the name of them. Yeah, it was uh, it was something Ford. in. Yeah, it was it was like it was a Framing Ford. Hanley type. What was it called? Uh, the band he was playing with that were successful before Flaw was called Source. Oh, Source. Uh, okay. They were they were really good. 
uh, they were out of, uh, I want to say Colorado. And so then he got picked up by Flaw, who uh, I had heard about Flaw before, and he's their drummer now. And I just thought he was dead. Uh, his, uh, that's when MySpace was big. And it kept saying RIP. And I go, oh, crap, the, the guy died. And this is after he, obviously, after he sold me his drums and all that. Uh, but I, I took lessons from him uh, for a while, probably for about a, a solid year. And he was, I mean, he's a phenomenal drummer. So, so that kind of gave you a boost there, too. That was it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we're at the bottom of the hour now. Um, uh, we'll take a, we're going to take a quick break here, play a couple songs and we'll come back and uh, we'll find out what Steve wants to whine about. So, uh, we will be right back in about 10 minutes. We are back on American Winer after a brief break. My guest tonight is Steve McMahon, old uh, drummer and apparently not a friend of mine uh, right. from the <laughs> from uh, the uh, the Obama days, I guess you could say. Uh, Steve, what do you want to whine about? <laughs> you caught me off guard <laughs> from the Obama days. <laughs> I was trying to think of some way to like, sum yeah, up our yeah. era. And I'm like, well, Obama was president, so that'll work. <laughs> dude, dude, I think I think that works. So. So let's whine about getting old because getting old, Alex is super lame. I've realized. I agree. I have, I, um, I have, <laughs> I've noticed that like when I was younger, right. When I was, when I was playing in bands, I wasn't that young. I was in my twenties. And when I was going to school and all that, I was like, man, I can't wait to get older because it is going to rock <laughs> according to everything the media has told me. This is, this is what, and you tell me, what your weekends amount to my weekends usually amount to me sleeping until two to three, uh, waking up, ordering pizza typically, and then, and then going back to sleep, <laughs> which by the way is, it makes my life. Uh, I, I realize that I'm typically completely exhausted when I get, when I get back from work and whatnot. And, um, I have no energy. I used to, I was thinking about this before I got on the phone and I remember when I was a kid, right. And my dad, used to come home from work. And I think it was very stereotypical dad too, right? Where they would be like, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch the football game. And that's all I'm going to do. I'd be like, Oh, let's go do stuff. And my dad would be like, no, man, we're not going to, we're not going to do any of this, any of this crap. And that's how I am now. I was like, I'm not going to do anything. So when people at work ask me what I've done all weekend, I just go, I slept till two to three. And, uh, and then that's pretty much it. And I, I assume this is going to be, I'll probably do this for the next 50 to 60 years. So. <laughs> well, my, my weekends are a little different cause I have a second job that I do on, on Saturday morning. And then I it also, is. I also work a night shift. So then I, I usually sleep Saturday afternoon and then wake up, you know, uh, it, it depends on when I'm, when I get tired, but I usually, I try to go see a movie every weekend. Um, yeah. and, uh, and then Sundays are filled with, I mean, they can be anything. Those are my days off. So I, I, um, I may hang out with people or I may go hang out with my family or, or what, and by family, I mean my parents, I'm not married or anything. Uh, so, um, so yeah, but, um, I mean, so that's all you've been doing that you just, you, that's you, it. you sleep in till two, order a pizza, eat it and then go back to sleep. But what's your, where, yeah. what about your girlfriend and all this? What's she doing? She does. She does mainly the same. Um, we're both we're both big fans of sleeping in. Um, uh, we we both enjoy that substantially. And uh, I've been reading. I don't know if I told you. I've been reading uh, 
uh, Nikki Sticks's The Heroin Diaries, which is a completely different lifestyle than what I'm what I'm running now. I was hoping it'd be more similar, <laughs> maybe more rock star moments, but it really hasn't. We we <laughs> this is funny. My my girlfriend bought me a heated blanket um, the other day, which I think for me, anyways, and I love it. It's it's the best thing ever. It's got different settings and it, it heats up. It's awesome. Um, but I assume that is the most old guy thing I could possibly ever get. <laughs> you get and excited about the heated blanket that you got. Yeah. We have multiple too, because we each have our own heated blanket. We want to make sure that, that, <laughs> that we're completely good. But that is, um, that, that's really what I'm really excited about. I get the, the heated blanket. Well, shit. Who doesn't, with who this, doesn't get excited about that? Well, I mean, in this weather, I could see how somebody would get, get excited about a heated Dude, blanket. Dude, I, I live in Virginia. It ain't that cold, Alex. Oh, it's not? It's. I thought it was cold <laughs> fucking everywhere, man. I, like, literally, I thought it was there getting snow down in Florida and everything, you know? We, we got we got a little bit of snow, but it's it's still like 30 degrees. It's not like oh, negative not 20 with wind chill. Uh, if if we were in if we were in Michigan right now we we'd both be dead for sure <laughs> like we would, we'd be we'd be dead heated blankets would not save our lives. Well, that's uh yeah I guess I guess we are getting old, man. I mean uh, you know yeah you, you can't. One thing that I don't like about it is I um like I was saying earlier like I'm lucky now in the past like year I've been able to kind of take control of my life and get some, uh, some more hobbies and interests that I, uh, that make life worth living, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. make them a part of my life, you know, such as this podcast and and other things. Mm -hmm. Um, but you just, your, your life starts to revolve around this career. And I mean, at least you have a Mm -hmm. career that you, you wanted and that you, Mm -hmm. um, you worked toward, you, you busted your ass in college for, you know, getting your master's and everything for years. And, and, Mm -hmm. So at least you you go to work and or I mean correct me if I'm wrong you go to work and you're like well you know this is what I wanted but you're right sure. like the days you know it's just you feel like you know there's a, it's that Simpsons quote that they always talk about where Grandpa is talking to Homer it's in the episode where they go to Lollapalooza and he's mm-hmm. like you know I used to be with it but uh, you know then they changed what it was and uh, that's right now now what's it seems weird and scary to me and i'm not with it and i was thinking like you know the thing is i was never with it when what i was with was it you know like when i think i think you were more with it than you think you were and i i think if you look at it retrospectively or i i think i do right like when i describe when, when people are like hey what'd you do in detroit i'd be like well when i was in detroit we used to go to see a bunch of sporting events and then i was playing in bands so like every few weeks we would play out at bars until like two o'clock in the morning. I've never seen the last time I saw two o'clock in the morning, I probably woke up with like acid reflux or something. <laughs> I was like, uh, it's two o'clock in the morning. I, so, so those kind of things that we were doing, and by the way, which was funny too, because at the time I think we were like, uh, yeah, this is going nowhere. Like those things I remember, uh, uh, a lot. Right. I, I remember, uh, playing in bands. I always tell Sarah that too. I go, that's the one thing I really miss is, is playing in bands in, in Detroit. Um, uh, it was, uh, funny, which is, which is funny because I remember, I remember, uh, setting up to go for shows and I always be relatively nervous. Right. And always be like, eh, this isn't that great. And people aren't really going to like it. And then people would come up and be like, yeah, that sounded good or, or what have you. I, I would always think oh, you're full of shit. That's what everyone says. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds good, but no one, no one's going to come back out. And then, you know, when I listen to recordings and stuff, I go, eh, it wasn't that bad. I'm sure if, if I was at those shows, I would have been like, yeah, it's not all right. Yeah, I mean, and there was a lot of boring shit that you sit through, you know. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's what I was getting at earlier is, is you know, like you were saying, um, 
you kind of, it's not so much that you lose your potential. It's just that, you know, we're in the prime now. It's like, we're living the life that we have. And at least for me, it's like, I feel like I never really, you know, got, I, I still haven't figured it out. You know, <laughs> I still am not sure exactly right. what the hell I'm doing. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, that's another, that's another, uh, piece of it. But, um, I, I just, as far as, as playing out and stuff like that, the memories of that, like, I still look back on those years and I'm like, those were good fucking years, you know, even yeah. though nothing it's came fun, of it and like, we didn't end up, it, it never caught fire. It never, the, the experiences that we had were like, I'm, I'm glad that that's what I did in my early in mid twenties, yeah, totally. you know? Yeah. I don't regret any of that at all. I, you know, any of the bands or what have you, the, the people we played with and whatnot. And I don't talk to most of them. Like I haven't talked to Bob in years and I, I have no idea where Alex is or not Alex. You're Alex, <laughs> uh, Adam. Uh, I, I know where you're, where you're at. I haven't talked to Adam in forever. The only person I really keep in, in touch with truthfully is Ryan. And I, I talked to talk to you probably second, uh, uh, after that. Uh, but you know, if, if I saw Bob or whatever, or I saw any of these guys, you know, I think it'd be good times. And I'm sure we would talk about, uh, uh stuff like that and, and, and the bands we played in, um, as bad as they were or, or what have you. Uh, those, those are the kind of things I miss, but I always thought I was always like, man, you know, when I'm done with school, because I was, I, I was doing my master's when we were, when we were playing in bands, or I was doing it a little bit, I think. I was like, when I'm done with school, I'm going to have all this free time, and I'm going to play in a ton of bands, and I'm going to do all this stuff. Then I realized that, this is honest to God truth, I was like, man, just so worn out from everything. I can't go play in a rock band anymore. Like, I couldn't do that. I'd be so worn out. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing is, like, I, you know, I, I work, like I mentioned, a night shift. I'm on 10 to 6, you know, five days a week, and then I have another job in the mornings on Friday and Saturday, um, that average it's, it could be, you know, a couple hours, five hours, it's 10 hours, whatever. Um, but by the time I'm done just with those things, you know, I'm so fucking worn out that I, mm-hmm. I sleep and then I barely, you know, I, I still want to have time for the other things that I, that I want to do, you know, like writing or, totally. or whatever. Um, it, hell still, I still write and record and stuff like that. So, and, and it's, it's also the money that you spend on all those things. Like I was talking, I think I mentioned right. earlier, you can only throw so much investment at something with, with a zero return, what it, what amounts to zero return. And before you're like, it ain't cheap. it's not cheap. Um, <laughs> That's what I learned, man. Holy crap! It ain't cheap to to record and 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 get something done that sounds that sounds decent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it costs quite a bit of money, unfortunately, to do that. So, well, not to do well. Yeah, it does. I was going to say, well, not with everyone, but no, it, it pretty much does. It's expensive, man. Yeah, you got to have funds coming in and whatnot. So, uh, which which is also a bummer. But and a lot of the places I think that you and I. Uh, that we used to play it. I think a lot of them closed down too, right? They did, yeah. Like I would say, like probably sixty, seventy-five percent of them are gone now. Um, I'm trying to think of what of one that is still around. I think the Logger House is still there. Um, I think the Logger House is there. I heard that. But um, yeah, other than that, and which is funny too. I was really surprised they all shut down with the thousands of people we were bringing out to these shows. Yeah, well, it's not, I mean, in all seriousness, like, Detroit has a really vibrant yeah. music scene. Like, there is a lot is. going on here. Um, and uh, and so I I was surprised, too. I didn't think that, yeah. you know, I, oh, Simons is still there. I th- I'm pretty sure Simons is still there. I think so. Um, 
but other than that, uh, it's you know I know um, the 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 hayloft even is gone, like in Mount Clemens, and that oh, that was sucks. a that's a huge hayloft was awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is the one. There was a TNT's that's gone. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking of all those attractive devils recordings that I have, and and the the oh the token's still there. Token lounge is still there. Oh, okay. Um, so that's there good. there there is still stuff going on. There's still a lot, but yeah, more of them shut down than you would think. Um, Shoot. So. But yeah, it's it's uh, what else about getting old can we complain about? I don't know. Truthfully, I think complaining about getting old is a good sign that you are way too old. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you're aware of that. Like, it's lame as hell. People, if anyone's listening to this, and I'm sure there's tons, by the way, tons of people listening. We usually we average between thirty and people. sixty. So, <laughs> see, these people are like, man, what do these guys got to complain about? They're thirty. You're 32. I feel like I'm like 50, by the way. I'm not <laughs> sure you're aware. Like, I hurt everywhere. You'd be like, see, where do you hurt? Everywhere. For the most part, I don't exercise at all. That's probably why I feel this way. I have a gym membership, though, that I don't go to. I, I have one. Um, uh, but now I'm just, just old as hell, man. I just thought there'd be... Um, uh, you don't really watch like, TV shows like Friends and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. They're always doing shit. I'm not doing it. They have to. Well, dude, you know it's what it is? You need to move back to Detroit because Virginia Beach, all you got out there is your job. And I mean, it, it sounds like beach. anyway. I'm very fair skinned, though. I can't go to the beach. Yeah, exactly. So you don't even, you can't even get that out of it. That's right. I'd be a rock and roll star in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. But it is. There is, I will tell you this. I was, I always tell my coworkers this because I, if I say, hey, yeah, you know, I grew up close to Detroit, they're like, oh, man. What a shithole. I was like, no, not really. You know, the media portrays it as a shithole, obviously. Um, it, they, they're portraying it better now, I think. Yeah, well, they're, it's getting so, cleaned up, and there's there are areas yeah. that you don't want to go in, but, I mean, that's true of every fucking yeah. city. Yeah, and I go, no, man. I mean, we used to go to, down to Detroit every weekend and whatnot. There was always shit to do. We'd, we'd, we'd always be down there. So um, there and uh, Hamtramck, I remember going to Hamtramck uh, quite a bit. There was always shit to do. Yeah, it's a bummer. There's not as much to do in Virginia Beach, surprisingly. But you have to come to Virginia Beach. What's up with that? I don't know, man. Well, that's the thing. I got you know. We, we all. That's another thing. You got getting time off from your job. See, so you, you know, mm-hmm. is 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 a whole other uh, old kettle of problems, fish. Alex. Yep, old people old problems. People problems. In, in all seriousness, like I was talking, like I remember right before I turned thirty, I was talking to my friend about it, and I was like, "Man, I'm thirty, you know, like blah 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 mm-hmm. blah." And he's like, dude, like this is not like this is like your the the time in your life where you're taken seriously. You know what I mean? Like I was saying earlier, like this is our prime. Like this is this is our the we've you spend your twenties kind of setting up your life, and then you spend your thirties and forties living it. Uh, and I mean, even that's not entirely true. Like you're constantly making adjustments and stuff. Like I said, I don't. I know I didn't think I was going to be in the position I was in even a year. I'm in now, even, even a year ago. You know, I didn't have the podcast. I didn't sure. have the job I have now. I I wasn't back at uh, my second job, um, and uh, you know stuff's always changing. But um, yeah, it is it is good to take step back and take and uh, keep perspective or whatever. But um, but it's also fun yeah. to, to zero in on the little little annoying things uh, and and whining about them. The uh, the way I like to look at it is this. I'm not in great health. That's the way I, I like to look at it. Anyways, I probably am in okay health, but if I'm 33, I think this is probably just a midlife crisis. <laughs> I feel like you're probably 66. So I'd, be, I'd be like, yeah, sounds all right. With, with how things are going right now, I'd be like, yeah, sounds right. So it's probably just a midlife crisis. 
I bought a I bought a new guitar. So oh, that's recently. awesome. That's yeah, that's a uh, that's a midlife crisis buy because as, as you and me both know, I'm not very good at playing guitar. I'm <laughs> pretty good at buying guitars though. Like, so. <laughs> well, what do you got coming up, man? Because I mean, I know you travel a lot for work and stuff like that. Uh, in two months, I'll be there in uh, March. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you are coming back for a little while. I am. So I'll be there for like a week. So we'll we'll uh, we'll get a gig together. Remember that last time I was in, and I go, "Hey, we'll get a gig together," and that never happened. Yeah. Now I'm having. I'm going to talk about it on your radio show. This time it's going to happen. We'll get a gig <laughs> together. Everyone will come out, and they'll get to they'll get to see what's up. Yeah. Well. Well. Who knows? Yeah. The last time you came yeah. back, you because I had just uh, finished up the full length that I did with the Primitive Shine, and you heard it. And uh, and you were like, yeah, man, I'm coming back in June. And you were dead serious. And you were like, we should get a yeah. gig. And I was like, man, we I don't really have together. the time or the means for that, you know. And, and like, wow, where are we going to mm. practice? Blah 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 blah. And uh, and, and I mean, of course, it didn't happen. But uh, I mean, who knows? You know, in March, it probably won't happen again. But <laughs> I mean, it probably I guess will. I, I never, you never will. know. See, um, it'll happen. Get one of those places that are still open, and we'll make it happen. Mike's already in. I already talked to him. Oh, you did. Nope, but I'm sure he isn't. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. So Mike's in, and then there's there's one. You can find one of the guitar players we used to play with. So, yeah, I'm sure you figure something out. Yeah, see, you heard it here first. All right. Well, um, well, Steve, back on it. thanks for uh, thanks for talking to me, man. And um, know, man. and uh, it's, it's always good, always good to talk to you. And uh, you know, we'll uh, you know, I, I guess I'll, we'll try and uh, go to Meyer again in March. We will. I'll buy you more food. All right. That sounds good. All right, everybody. Um, I'll be back on Monday. I got more returning guests uh, lined up for then, um, and um, I will talk to everybody. Steve, I always say this uh, when uh, I'm done. I need a fucking sign-off because I sound like a person that can't figure out how to end a phone call. And uh, and do you have any suggestions as to sign-off? I think that's going to be my sign-off is asking my guest for suggestions. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what a way to put someone on the spot. I'm like, no, no, man. Uh, honesty. Just, uh, I appreciate honesty. Sorry. Uh, I'll, th- I'll think about it. I'll, I'll send you some text. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk to I'll talk to you. Uh, everybody have a good week right. weekend. Uh, bye. <laughs>